0: experience Hello everyone and welcome to the experience our podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts here, Darren Allen, and uh, also on the line here as always, Mr. Nick Thornton and uh, I actually you still haven't Can't got rid, rid of, of you. you. I'm
1: still here. I guess we're doing something right.
0: Well, you're doing something right. Apparently, my efforts to get rid of you, you know,
1: sort of <laughs> wow.
0: shallow. I but love. I'll try harder.
1: I feel the <laughs> love already. <laughs>
0: You know what? It's interesting because that's one of the things we're going to be talking about today is uh, some of the love that salespeople might have for their sales leader, maybe a little lack thereof. Or hey, no, when it's aligned, it is love, right? So it's uh, it's right. awesome. I'm I'm actually really excited uh, to, uh, to our, talk about you know our topic for today. Uh, we're going to be actually talking to you, asking some tough questions, uh, some good questions uh, around sales systems compensation plans, uh, motivation, uh, those sorts of things. And so I think there's some really great nuggets in what we're going to talk about today. Uh, so hopefully everybody has uh, got a few minutes here, 10, 12 minutes, and and you can hang with us and, and get a golden nugget that's going to make a big difference for your business. So uh, Nick, you, you've built your career uh, on building um, high-performing sales systems. So uh, tell tell the audience just a little bit about your past, your journey, and, and where you are today.
1: Yeah, thank you, Darren. And yeah, it's something I am passionate about. I've uh, been in this in a sales career for pushing twenty five years, and um, it's interesting as you go through all your experiences and all the different things that the learnings that you take away and how relevant they are, no matter if you're selling software. Um, Into an industry and/or working with clubs and trying to get more memberships in the house. But I started actually selling um, telecommunications um, to businesses across the country. And uh, I don't know about you, it's a hard sales job. It's really a grit that you had to have to keep going. Um, And I would say it's similarly, you know, selling a membership is not an easy event. Um, And so it's really been leveraging that. But my background is largely about um, you know building up teams. Um, Most of my Um, promotions and opportunities, you know, weren't because, you know, we have a Nick Saban who's retiring and you get to take over. It's more of, you know, we've got someone who's not performing and takes a step back and and needs to rebuild a team. And um, I enjoy that work. It's a lot of fun. And I would just say, you know, in our current team, you know, here at Club Automation, you know, we've really seen good growth and we have a really good group of people that's around us, but it takes a lot of work, a lot of effort.
0: Yeah, there's no question. Uh, you know, I'm going to pivot just a tiny little bit. You brought up something uh, that's interesting in terms of, hey, this was a, a difficult sale or not a difficult sale. I actually uh, have, have an, a, a, an example of sort of how I phrase or put together what it is that we're doing in our effort to change people's lives, to really improve and encourage health and fitness really throughout the world. Uh, And that is, is that we're almost like the anti-FedEx, right? Because (laughs) with FedEx, man, you know what? I don't care how long you procrastinate. You can wait until like six o'clock and still drive to the airport. You can get it there first thing tomorrow. And it is easy. It is so easy. You can procrastinate. Whereas health and fitness, there is no magic pill. There is no shortcut. You have to do the work. And so selling something that's relatively intangible, it is a tough job. Um, but you know what? You actually brought up something as we were doing some prep today uh, that I think everybody's going to be interested in. Uh, Nick, you, you were sort of talking about, like, does your comp plan achieve both the goals of the, the salesperson as well as the goals of the organization because you really need to do, do both. Right. So yeah. um, tell us a little bit about, you know, how you think that a club should, should go about maximizing growth as we push into the new year.
1: No, I think that's really pertinent for now. And I think that the biggest thing you have to focus in on is what is the value, the true value of what you're selling. So if you think about a member, do you have a good grasp of your total lifetime value of a member. So sometimes we get distracted by, you know, well, it's a $30 membership. It's an $80 membership, wherever you fall into that spectrum. But the reality is over the lifetime, what's real the value? Is that $1,000 that it's worth? What is its real value? And I think one, time, one thing that I've noticed in my own career, is sometimes we either under or overvalue what we're selling. And so if your compensation model, let's say you sell a $300 membership because it's, you know, 30 bucks and on average you get 10 months and you end up spending, you know, $250 in commission to get it, it's not a good economic situation. And I think at times you need to know what those are before you really set up what the amount of spend you're going to do and then the velocity whereby you need to sell it. And it's really backing into the numbers and building a plan specifically for that. It's, it's, and I would just say, it's like no, no, no matter what, nothing's perfect. So building within that plan the ability to adjust on, on the fly. And gaining buy-in. Share the economics with the person that you're selling with. Don't kind of leave them in the dark and they don't understand why I got paid 30 bucks versus 45 bucks. Explain to them why they're getting paid what they're getting paid. Get them bought into the success of the club. And I think that's something that we often miss in sales leadership is i'm going to pay you this because that's what i told you i'm going to pay you you know i think with the millennial generation they want to know why and i think we need to tap into that a little bit more
0: yeah i I agree with you i also think that um the there's so many people that are really wanting to sell for the right reasons and so they also want alignment they want to be bought in we want to be bought in together uh, and right. so, you know, that has to, that has to, uh, come across. Um, no, for sure.
1: so, uh, I would just are, say one last thing to add there, Darren, I think yeah. the other part is, so you think about pricing and the amount of compensation, but it's also when you're thinking about that stuff, you should be thinking about for January joins and others. It's figuring out what does the outcome or the overall success need to look like? So what is a clear goal that you've set for your business? And if it's not clear, well, we're hoping to get as many memberships as we want to get, or we can get. I don't know what that number is. Set a goal. You, you you even make it a little bit of a stretch, but if you don't have a goal, it's really hard to, to, to measure up to something. And I think oftentimes, especially in light of COVID, we're a little afraid to set really hard goals, but you know what? We need those. They hold us accountable and they do that. So it's really figuring out value and then figuring out this is a specific goal we're going to attain.
0: No, I I really like that. I I think that's great. And the other thing that I always talk about uh, in sales is people want to be associated with some excitement and some growth. And I think that, you know, if a salesperson is only, you know, if if there's misalignment or they're just really focused on just the, the money only, maybe they don't understand that, Hey, look! This has to absolutely be aligned so that we can implement a new program, so that we can renovate this part of the club, so we can add on a new, maybe it's outdoor pickleball. Who, who knows? Whatever it is, uh, alignment across the thing creates energy and excitement for the for the company to grow uh, as well. So, Nick, what are some strategies that clubs could focus on to really maximize, like really maximize Q1? interest enjoy because everybody's getting ready for this right and they should be yep. um how are you going to maximize that
1: so i, I think there's a, this is a it's a good question i think there's two parts to it And not i would say maybe three but two specifically number one we often think about just the membership you need to think about the ideal package so often we get distracted by it's just getting that first step do the second step an ideal scenario would be x create a little extra incentive on the good what is best scenario right maybe even put one out there but if they could do this which is you know maybe they sign up for you know membership and they signed up for the you know pt and they signed up for group training they did all the all the things right find ways to give the 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 team a little extra bump and i think that's really important to focus on number two and I think this is something that you really got to find um, alignment, and that is with marketing. So your marketing function, your sales function, and it may not be that you have sales people, maybe they're front desk people that are converting it. Is that alignment allowing for you to execute the play? A few years ago, I was working with the club group. They were going to roll out an incentive on a specific day. The reality is sometimes the team that's in charge of the front desk or their sales team is like, well, we'll see how many leads we get. And they're not fully bought into the goal that marketing had established as this is it. And it goes back to those goals, staff to the outcome, staff to the goal you set. Because if you get all those leads, you don't follow up. Well, guess what? Those that follow up the best are getting the member. So 100 leads come through and you don't have the ability to convert them you kind of shot yourself in the foot. You created an emotional buy, and now that emotional buy is not able to convert. In fact, it may convert for your competitor. So it's really making sure that when you do these campaigns or whatever, you're staffed correctly to actually get the conversion.
0: Yeah, and I I think that alignment to not only the staff and in there, but the alignment with marketing and what is the overall package is absolutely key. It actually reminds me, we just had Uh, a top performing club opening a a new location, and they actually were able to accomplish um, 25% penetration of not only membership sales, but personal training attachment prior to the club even opening, right? I mean, talk about an amazing statistic, but that is alignment, Um, And, you know, if if anybody is interested in understanding a little bit more about that, they could certainly reach out to us. Uh, But that's a really exciting, uh, exciting story. Um, Another another question I have for you is sort of related to top performers. You mentioned it just a little bit ago. Uh, But how do you how does a club keep their top performers happy while also raising the level of the game for the next tier? performers right because you want to keep your top performers although they cannot you know have too much power over you but you do want to keep them keep them motivated
1: no it's, it's it's something really hard and probably near and dear to everyone in the club business hearts right now is retaining your best um and i would say that's globally right in any industry i think what it really comes down to is is we actually create unicorns what i mean by that is you have this individual Who you say, if I just had more of so-and-so, and And we sit there and we contemplate on it and we go, we do that, but then we go, we just go, but I guess I can't find him. We're like, I can't even get people to show up for an interview. I've heard this from clubs all over the country. The fundamental thing that we have to go back to is don't look at the person. Look at the things they do well, the actual tasks that they do well, and find a means to measure people when they interview so I know for our company right now, we actually do do what we, we just call it an assessment. It's a task they take. There's so many of these tools out there and available, but it actually, actually have your best performer take the test. It may shock you. What are their strengths and weaknesses? The irony of a good selling person is that they're not very collaborative people. They're, they basically don't take no for an answer. So in that way, they're, they're, they could be considered somewhat argumentative. They could do these different things that, in a way, could put some people off, but the reality is they're self-driven, they're motivated, they're doing it. Whatever those success metrics are, you can do that by putting some science behind that. And then when somebody comes in and they say, well, hey, I think I just want to be a lifeguard. And they take the assessment, like, have you ever considered X? You can make more money. Like, you're not a lifeguard. You're uh, this person. You're able to actually identify those people more scientifically. And I I just think the tools that are available, even to the smallest of clubs, you got to maximize that. And then last but not least, I would leave you with this on people. What's so cool about people in in this front is the actual um, retention of a team member happens in the interview. What you lose sight of is we think we get them in the house and then somehow we're going to keep them for three months, four months, five months, a year. The reality is you should have a plan for that person because you posted the job. You should know if they're a high-quality candidate, they go from here to here to here to here. If you're actually building that out and in the interview, they say, if you do well, this is our vision for you, you'd be shocked how that changes their perspective of, one, coming to work for you because it's going to be unique to market. Number two is they're looking forward already to doing well for you and getting that next slot. Too often, we don't even go there. We're just glad they came in the house and then they leave in three months because they weren't interested anymore. They didn't know where they were going.
0: Yeah, Nick, I am so glad you brought that up because um, I was very, very impressed. I I remember uh, our company, I'm sure you remember, took... Uh, all of our leaders to an amazing leadership training and development conference at Disney, invested heavily in, in all of our top performers of the company. And you led uh, one of the sessions on career pathing. And that's what you're talking about. And that's I was great. I was incredibly impressed with that. And I wonder how many clubs could make a huge difference in the way that they retain people um by tapping into that career pathing concept
1: i i couldn't agree with you more and i think it's more critical than ever people aren't just coming and going to stick with you for long periods of time they kind of want to know where they're going what they could do how they could advance and and I, i say advancement in a soft way some people want the same job, but they want more respect, as they would say, and or maybe more responsibility within that job. Figure out what it is that they want and say, hey, I'll help you with that. Um, it's about being being connected with people at that level. And you'll be shocked at what happens to your retention. Um, these plans work. This isn't just me saying this. It's 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 practiced and the outcome is pretty, pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. So Nick, I know we're sort starting to get towards the end of our time frame here. Um, we always want to find out a couple of questions that we ask, uh, every time. And that is, uh, on our experience podcast, you know, for you in this context, you know, what, what does experience, uh, mean in the context of the sales process to you?
1: Yeah. Thank you for asking. And I would say experience for me, um, really comes down to a simple concept of alignment. Um, we often, and in our, in our whole podcast, we've been talking a lot about creating a member experience. I'm going to shift a little bit on this one. The member experience is critical, but how are you building a similar experience for your team to be able to convert on what you're doing for the members? Is the membership experience frictionless? We say, Is your team member experience also frictionless? They know what is a good sale. They know what is a good member. They know and they know how to get them there. Do they have an iPad at the front desk that simply says, hey, fill this out? It's very easy for them to do it. Or are you still having them write stuff down on a piece of paper? Later on, go and type it all into the computer. Some of these things create that, that limited experience. So I would just put it down to a very simple concept of, experience to me applies to both that membership acquisition conversion and ongoing experience that you create for the member but also it's about the same thing but in alignment with your staff and if you achieve that your club is going to skyrocket in revenue well that is efficient you know that darren right you we could go we go around the country and see these types of operations it's impressive
0: There's no question. There's no question. So I know we have uh, hit about, I think about 15 or 16 minutes here today, uh, Nick. And so I really appreciate you taking the time to sort of really think deeply about this, but it's, it just comes naturally to you because you've been doing it uh, for, for quite some time. Do you have a, maybe a success story that comes to mind to sort of wrap us up today?
1: Yeah, I would. So I actually, in a, um, prior life was selling some telecommunication services and uh, our product teams were really having a hard time getting our teams to embrace the product. And they were trying to sell it as an attachment to current customers, meaning they had this, add this, right? So if you think about it, you have a membership, why don't you also join a program or join, you know, whatever it was. And I think one of the things that really triggered my career path, and this was really what it came down to is this, I figured out a way that we were doing too much work trying to add something on for somebody but not actually starting from the beginning oftentimes you go to a member current member and you literally are talking to them about an ad service why don't you go back to them and say why don't we reevaluate your experience and what you have with us right now ask them do you have a family do you want to put them in here we could do this this and this for you and by the way add these things and so, what I did with my sales team in this scenario was, we started from the beginning. And whether you were a new customer or whether you were a a, a, um, a current customer, we sent you through the same process. And what ended up happening is the adoption of that process of that product went through the roof. And it's because they were reevaluating how they were experiencing your, your your our services at the time, or how you would experience a membership. And I would just say, do those exercises. It'd be pretty. I think you'd be pretty amazed. What happens if a member said, "Hey, why don't we look at one of these new membership packages we have? And by the way, these are some great attachments that new people are buying when they come into the club." And it would just be like a new kind of a refresh with that member; they would appreciate it.
0: Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, well, I, th- I think that's a wrap for us today. Uh, as always, Nick, uh, enjoy it, and uh, we're working on some some great uh, guests for the next couple of podcasts we'll be uh, letting everybody know who they are shortly Um, so look for that you can follow us on uh, various uh, outlets and and we'll get the message out about who's going to join us and and bring some golden nuggets uh, to help everybody get ready to crush uh, crush the new year for joining us for the experience check back next time for another episode on how to take your club to the next level for more content and to stay up to date with the experience follow club automation bfb next and Motionsoft on linkedin facebook and instagram we'll see you next time